From thezebrablog.com, welcome to Before and After, the Furniture Refinishing Podcast. I'm Lane Ball. But the ceramic microspheres in our paint sort of resemble marbles. So what that allows the paint to do is level really, really nicely. So if you can imagine taking a handful of marbles and kind of trying to pile them up on top of each other, they'll just roll off of each other and kind of spread out nicely right next to each other. One of our goals at the Before and After podcast is to promote the furniture refinishing industry by interviewing refinishers around the world, as well as highlighting the unique paints available in the marketplace. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Paige, co-owner of the Chippy Barn. The Chippy Barn is the only ceramic-based furniture refinishing paint on the market. Stay tuned as we learn more about the benefits of the self-leveling paint. If you aren't currently using them today, we feel confident you will want to give them a go. Hello, Paige. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. Hi, Lane. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're really excited to learn more about the Chippy Barn paints. You know, I think some of the most interesting stories told are stories of how companies got their start. So if you would, walk us through the beginnings of the Chippy Barn, how it all started. My father and I, Trent, we own the Chippy Barn together. And we've been working together for years, doing our hobbies together um, and just um, enjoying doing those things. So he's for a while, probably about maybe at least the past 10 years, been really interested in refinishing and refurbishing um, older furniture that he would find, flipping it. He's been through all of the storage auctions and things like that. He really loves to do that sort of stuff. So over the past few years, um, I being his daughter and us having so much in common, I kind of naturally started to drift towards those sorts of hobbies as well. And we ended up doing a lot of stuff um, like that together, painting and Um, refurbishing furniture and just fun things like that. So at about 2017, we decided to start the Chippy Barn. And then in late 2017, we launched our very first product, Amulet Decor Paint, which is the industry's first ceramic-based decor paint, along with over the next year, several other products um, like our Ultra Tough Top Coat, our Specialty Waxes, Stain Waxes, and our Gilding Waxes. So yeah, that's how we um, got started, just as sort of like father-daughter hobby that we like to do together. That's so cool and and, uh, neat to learn that, to be able to have that kind of a working relationship with your dad, and I'm sure he enjoys that with you as well. And that's also sweet that you share those things in common. So you said he was refinishing furniture for for many years. Now, let me ask you this. At that time when he was furniture refinishing, uh, what kind of paints was he using? Was he experimenting with paints at that time early on? Yeah, he was getting the lay of the land, seeing what was out there, trying different things, um, doing different techniques and seeing what sorts of paints worked well for the type of work that he wanted to do. Yeah, he was busy experimenting and seeing what was actually out there for him. Well, for years, you know, as you know, available paints were basically latex and oil. And now there are multiple paints on the marketplace from chalk paint to milk paint to mud paint, mineral paints, etc. So what is ceramic-based paint uh, that you guys offer and how is it different from from these other paints. Yeah, there are so many different types of paint available to us now, which is so exciting. And our paint, Amulent, it's ceramic based, which is entirely different from other paints that are on the market now in one key way. So we have created our paint with ceramic technology, which basically means that instead of using common fillers that are found in a lot of different paints, we are using ceramic microspheres. And the easiest way that I like to describe this to people so that they can understand it quickly is it's almost the difference between rocks and marbles. So 
rocks are kind of an illustration of the type of fillers that are used in a lot of paints, but the ceramic microspheres in our paint sort of resemble marbles. So what that allows the paint to do is level really, really nicely. So if you can imagine taking a handful of marbles and kind of trying to pile them up on top of each mm -hmm. other, they'll just roll off of each other and kind of spread out nicely right next to each other. Whereas if you would put a handful of like, say, gravel rocks, they would kind of bunch up on top of each other. And that's mm -hmm. an illustration of sort of like a really microscopic illustration of how brush strokes develop in your paint. So what the ceramic technology in our paint allows it to do is level out really, really nicely, which leaves a really smooth, beautiful finish for our finishers and allows them to create this finish really easily because it essentially does the work for them. So that's the main way that Amulent um, is unique. It's the type of formulation that it's created from. Love that analogy of your paints without a marbles. It really makes sense. Well, I know a lot of furniture finishers like to distress their pieces. Does your ceramic-based paint lend itself to distressing? Yes, it does. Um, it works really well with any sort of style that you would want to create. So whether you want to create something that's really smooth and pristine or something that's more um, shabby chic and distressed, it works really well for that. So it will sand down really smooth and give you a really even distressing and it can even be distressed down pretty thoroughly but it will distress really smoothly which i think is a really beautiful look wow that's great so you really basically have no limitations on your paint it sounds like right yeah um that's one of the things we love about it um it can give you a variety of different looks and isn't limiting in that regard at all i bet you guys are really excited once you got to the point where you realized you had a product that would achieve exactly what it was that you set out to achieve and then to be able to um, start a company and market it now you essentially offer the ceramic base paint in multiple colors and then you also have waxes and a top coat is that correct that is yes we have um, a top coat um, a wax a stain wax and our gilding waxes now how many colors do you offer um, right now we have about 33 colors. We're looking to expand just a little bit more, but as of now we have 33 colors that span um, these really beautiful muted farmhouse ranges with a few more bright vivid colors at the end of our palette. But we really chose to focus on um, some really beautiful muted tones, everyday tones that refinishers could use easily and incorporate into their designs. So where do you get your inspiration for the colors you create? The inspiration that we used is we wanted to create a palette that had lots of everyday colors that people could choose from. And I think one of the things people will notice when they first look at our palette is we have lots of really light neutrals. And that was one thing we really, really wanted. We didn't just want one white and then maybe say a beige or a tan. We wanted several different types of these really, really light neutrals that had lots of different types of undertones and color biases so people could really pick what would work well for their room that they were painting for. So we've built our palette around really workable colors that we feel that people really enjoy picking from and that most anyone could find something for their own home within that palette. I bet, especially with access to social media today, and um, and looking at uh, just all that's out there and being inspired by so much, I bet you're constantly thinking about, hey, that would be a great color. And I bet you're probably always mixing colors, aren't you? Yeah, we're always keeping our eye out for um, what we might want to add in next or what color is trending. And we are, we love to play with colors, so we're always keeping an eye on it. And that's one of the really fun parts of our job is all the colors involved and being in a state of constant inspiration and seeing all these colors that are coming out and what people are using and what people are currently loving. You know, it's interesting too, because uh, I would imagine there's an aspect of, of really trying to be able to think ahead 
as well, because whether it's fashion trends, home trends, they're always, you know, looking those, the people who are in those industries are always developing what will become the trend. And so they're having to look out ahead and to try to guesstimate as to what will be a popular next year. So how far advanced? I mean, do you guys do that? Or are you kind of like thinking, man, now let's, let's develop, you know, a series of colors that we'll introduce in the fall and they're a bit different, but based on what we've seen and, you know, where we think the trends are going, we believe these would be really popular, effective colors. Right. Um, we have done that in the past. About last year, we developed a line of jewel tones that we ran for a limited time. And we are looking into the future here over this next year, looking into introducing more temporary color collections, more seasonal color collections that we may only keep around for a year, but would encompass those big trends that people are looking for. So that's something that we are going to be adding mm -hmm. to our lineup here in the next several months is um, having a dedicated sort of temporary line of colors that would speak to what's currently trending. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Well, tell us about, um, you know, something that's often discussed among a lot of furniture finishers is uh, VOC levels in paint. So tell us about your paint and the VOC levels in your paints. Sure. Our paint, we classify it as ultra low VOC, which means it's virtually VOC free. The technical um, percentage of it is less than two grams per liter. Um, so we classified as ultra low VOC. So if I understand that correctly, then really what that means is that there would be minimal off gas from, from any chemicals. And that's, that sounds like that's an incredibly low percentage um, VOC at, uh, you said less than 2%. It's less than two grams per liter. So um, it technically could be labeled as completely zero VOC, but um, we like to be really transparent with our customers and with our friends. And so we make sure to label it correctly that it is less than two grams per liter, which is virtually VOC. So we like the term ultra low VOC. We think it does a lot of justice. Well, very good. I know all of us consumers, whether you're buying foods or paints or whatever it is that you're buying, you you really, that's what's so important is transparency by companies right. so that you know that what you're getting is what you're getting. Well, I tell you what, we've talked a little bit about your paint. We haven't talked about your wax line. Let's Let's discuss that for a few minutes. Tell us about your wax line and what you offer. I guess I'll start by saying whenever we set out to create a new product, and we've done this several times now, since launching our paint, we always think what we want to do differently with that product. What can we bring to the market that's going to solve a problem that we feel hasn't been solved quite yet? And the biggest thing we thought of when we wanted to create our own wax was we had this idea in our mind that, you know, refinishers waxing is probably the hardest part of their job. You know, have this idea of these hard waxes that you're buffing into the surface. And surely my dad and I have done that ourselves plenty of times. And it can just be a kind of a strenuous event. Your arm's burning, it's hard work, and um, it's kind of the least favorite part of the job. So when we set out to create our specialty wax, we knew that was the area that we wanted to fix. We wanted to create a wax that made waxing enjoyable and fun. So we experimented a lot with some different formulas, recipes, and we came up with what we now have is our specialty wax. And we love it so much because it's a really creamy wax that gives a lot of protection and it just makes wax waxing easy. Um, you can easily buff it into your surface. You don't have to worry about it getting really tacky. So as long as you're applying a sensible amount, 
out, you can rest assured that it's going to dry pretty quickly and you won't have to worry the next day about it being tacky. Um, so that was a big part of it that we really loved. And then in addition to that, we added a few scents and it was a really fun surprise that these scented waxes kind of took off and took on a life of their own. And we have a lot of friends on Instagram that just really love the scented waxes. They just make the waxing process more enjoyable. We've been told by a couple people that they like to use them, the clear scented waxes on the insides of the drawers and stuff before they go to sell them. They kind of just spruce it up a little bit, enhance the selling process. And we think that's a fun little touch and we're glad people are enjoying it. Well, I know that the podcast that we had with uh, Karen at Sycamore and Pine brought up your scented wax and she talked about the lilac, I believe it is, the new scent that you have, correct? Yeah, that's our, our most recent scent. Yeah, she she really was making over that that wax. Yeah, she actually um, threw that idea out to us on Instagram. She said, hey, it would be awesome if this spring you guys made a lilac wax. And coincidentally, we were thinking of bringing in one more floral scent because our lavender does so well. So it was just the perfect timing, and we set out to work on that, and we really loved it. So yeah, um, she loves that too, and that's really nice of her. We really love the lavender wax or the lilac wax as well. How fun. I mean, I know that when I mean, you take those two, you know, we like to work in the garden a lot and plant lavender. And I do recall when I, I was born in Michigan, I think I've mentioned that before, and it's probably based on the zones and the climate, but lilac tend to do really well up north. And I remember as a kid having lilac in our yard and that was such a strong smell. And it was, it was spring, you know, when you smelled lilac, it was spring. And, uh, it's right. such a, a, it's not, it's not an overpowering fragrance, it's just a mellow, pleasant, pleasant um, fragrant like lavender as well. And let me ask you a question now, when you wax with these particular scents, how long typically does the scent stay with the furniture piece after it's been waxed? Well, certainly the scent isn't permanent. If you think of like a potpourri, like kind of like the old school jars of potpourri, um, after a while, the scent would go away and that will happen with this. It depends on the climate that you're in. Um, how much humidity you have. And we've been told different things by different people, but we would expect it to last maybe about a week. Um, it's certainly enough that if you have any sort of weird smells in your furniture, if you have old musty furniture, it can help um, sort of temporarily alleviate that and even help it even more if you've actually thoroughly cleaned the inside and are actually attempting to remove the musty smells. It will just enhance everything. Um, but it certainly is not a permanent fix for anything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a temporary way to kind of spice up your studio as you're working and then um, make the selling process a little bit more enjoyable for your customers. What about um, your top coat? Tell us a little bit about uh, the top coat that you sell. Our Ultra Tough Top Coat is a completely non-yellowing um, top coat. So our top coat dries very hard. We call it um, hard as rock, smooth as glass. It's going to give you an extreme amount of protection on the pieces that you need the best protection for. So things like cabinetry, um, tabletops, just other pieces of furniture that you know are going to take a lot of traffic and are going to be touched a lot. So it's gonna give you an extreme amount of protection and it's completely non-yellowing. So you can use it on your whitest whites and it's never ever going to yellow on you. That was the most important thing I think that we were looking for when setting out to have a top coat is we knew we needed something that was completely non-yellowing because we like a lot of white furniture ourselves. So that's yeah. probably one of its um, biggest strong points. So completely non-yellowing protectant for your furniture. Yeah, you see that in a lot of older pieces, don't you, that have, they're white, but they have that yellow tone to them uh, that dates them <laughs> back several years. Yeah. That's, that's nice that there's a product out there that's that right. does not have that yellowing effect. Well, you guys have created a really helpful guide 
guide called the Getting Started Guide, and it's on your website and can be downloaded for free, I understand. And it's well-designed, and it's not only informational, but very inspirational. So tell us about the guide and who should consider downloading it. Well, our Getting Started Guide is brand new to our website. We designed the guide to help people that are just getting started with painting furniture. So if you are contemplating doing your first piece and you really just don't know where to start, looking at this Getting Started Guide is going to help you kind of figure out where you should start, what are the products you might want to consider using. And in addition to that, it has a lot of inspiration from some other refinishers on Instagram and some helpful tips and tricks of how to use the products that we actually sell. In addition to that, um, one of our influencers, Jessica from Blue Peaches, was kind enough to write for us um, this really helpful article on how to actually get started with your very first piece. So she gave some of her most helpful tips and tricks on how you can actually get started what you should do with your very first piece. So I think the guide in general is just really helpful to people and um, could be a really big benefit to someone looking on getting started. Yeah, and, I, and I'd have to add that because of its design, it is um, it's a beautiful layout that even for those that have been painting for quite some time will be inspired by the beautiful pieces that are featured in there and some of the artists also, as you mentioned, Jessica, along with several others that are featured in the guide will appreciate that. You have a few pieces in there that, that you'd like to highlight. Um, why don't you tell us about those pieces? And I, I just want to add that we will host these particular pieces that we're going to discuss on our podcast page directly below the podcast recording. Of course, obviously, these pieces as well are in the Getting Starting Guide. So you'll see those once you download those from uh, the Chippy Barn website. The first piece that I'd love to talk about is one that's been created by Jessica from Blue Peaches Furniture. This one is the photo that's used in the article that she wrote for us. It's this really beautiful cabinet that she created with our color Early Bird, which is this really beautiful light, sort of like a baby blue with a little touch of gray in it. So she created this really beautiful cabinet with the color Early Bird, and she's kept the legs on it stained and bare and it's just really beautiful. It's really a showstopper um, and the color is stunning and she has it staged so beautifully like she always does. So that's been a favorite one of ours lately and it's really beautiful. So that one's included with the article that she wrote in our Getting Started Guide. Now, do you know if on this particular piece, if she used uh, one of your waxes? I believe she did. Now, let me ask you this. For a piece like this that she's created, just give us some insight because you're selling your, your ceramic-based paint, then you have your waxes, different types of waxes, the scented wax, and then you have a, a stain wax, I believe, as well. And uh, then you have your gilded waxes, and those gilded waxes are able to highlight ornate elements of the piece. And then you have, of course, your top coat. On a piece like this, and you, you may not know specifically what, you know, specifically what she used to finish this off, but what would be the difference between taking a piece like this and just simply waxing it versus using the top coat? Would the top coat strip be just to protect it if it's getting a lot more use than a regular piece of furniture? Would that be its only purpose? We would suggest using the top coat if it's going to have a lot of wear and tear mm -hmm. on it. So something like just looking at um, this piece that we're talking about now with blue peaches, maybe you would want to do a top coat with that if you're actually going to be using it um, and maybe opening the drawers a lot. But certainly if you're not, using one of our waxes would be a great way to gently protect the finish. And um, another product that we have is our mahogany stain wax and that's another form of wax that we have that actually is enhanced with a light stain to it so that would be a way that you could wax pre-existing wood finishes or even raw wood to sort of enhance the wood that's already there 
So if you have something on your furniture piece, like really ornate legs that you want to keep bare, you can either take our mahogany stain wax and buff it directly in over the pre-existing surface, or you can lightly buff it down like mm -hmm. taking the um, shiny top coat off of it, just cleaning it up a little bit, and then adding the mahogany stain wax back over that for a really lustrous finish there. Mm -hmm. So those would be two different ways you would want to use the wax. I bet that wax, that mahogany stain wax, really draws out the grains and the tones from the original wood. It does, yeah. It has a wood-penetrating stain in it. So it's a really wonderful way to get into really detailed areas like really ornate legs on a piece of furniture that you want to keep bare. It's a really easy way to just polish them up and make them look really nice without having to go through all the effort of sanding them down to the wood in order to restain them or something like that. So the mahogany stain wax will sit on top of your pre-existing finish and lightly stain to just bring some life back into those wood tones. Well, tell us about the next piece that you want to highlight. The next one is actually a piece from Karen of Sycamore and Pine, who used our mahogany stain wax for her piece. What she actually did was she sanded the wood parts of her furniture that she wanted to keep the wood bare. She stained them down to the raw wood and then used our mahogany stain wax directly over top of them. And in one step, staining and sealing those those parts of wood that she was not going to be painting. Mm -hmm. So she used the mahogany stain wax as a way to just achieve a really rich finish on the wood. And then she moved on to the other parts of her furniture that she was painting um, and painted those with the amulet decor paint. I always admire these pieces. They have different facets to them and and then the artist has chosen to leave certain portions bare, like you mentioned, maybe use some stain to bring out the grains and then paint portions of it. it that, that looks to be like quite a challenge to make that decision as to what you paint and what you leave bare. But it's always exciting to see these pieces that have a combination of both. Yeah, that's where sort of like the artistic flair comes in and making judgments based on your own personal artistic aesthetic of what you think will look good. And that's where a lot of the fun comes in. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, And that's why when you, even on, on places like Instagram, when you look at all the, the pieces that uh, furniture finishers are turning out every day, it's always amazing because no two pieces are alike. I mean, there's some similarities occasionally depending on the style of the piece, but what each person has done, and you continue, I'm sure you guys have seen this as well, there's always new creative ideas that are developing where somebody did something a little bit different and you look at it and you're like, wow, what a great idea. And then you see others inspired by that and they start emulating that. And so that's sort of a continual process. Well, what's the, what's All this right. next piece that uh, you want to talk about? This last piece that I'd like to talk about is another one um, from Jessica of Blue Peaches. We just really love the way she used our precious metals gilding wax. Um, she used our antique old precious metals gilding wax over the entirety of a wood frame mirror that she sat on top of a painted piece. And we just thought it was really stunning and a really neat way to use the gilding wax because so often we see gilding wax used on these really high points of a piece of furniture to bring out certain details. And certainly that's a really beautiful look. Um, but we just loved how she really went for it and coated the entire frame. It gave it this really beautiful metallic sheen that you really also can't get with just like a gold spray paint. So that's one of the ways that using a gilding wax can be really helpful. Yeah, that's it really is unique. It's uh, what a what a great way to, to utilize that uh, wax. Well, Paige, I understand you're offering a special coupon code for a listener to take advantage of. For the week after this podcast goes live, we're going to be offering your listeners the coupon code June 20. So um, they are welcome to have 20% off the entire line of Chibi Barn products wow. on our website at uh, thechibibarn.com. 
And again, that's good for the whole week after this podcast goes live. Well, that's great. That's very generous of you guys to to make that available. And I know the listeners will be excited to take advantage of that uh, great offer. Well, Paige, for folks interested in reaching out to you guys at the Chippy Barn to learn more and to try out your paints and your waxes, provide your contact information for those folks. Sure. You can find us on Instagram at the Chippy Barn. Um, You can always send us a direct message there. You can find us on Facebook at The Real Chippy Barn. Um, You can always feel free to send us a message there as well. Um, Or you could reach out to us directly on our website or email us at hello at thechippybarn.com. And we would be more than happy to get back to you with any questions or um, help you out any way that we could. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Paige. It's been a pleasure having you on. Well, thanks so much, Lane. It was a lot of fun to come on and get to talk about these things. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on thezebrablog.com, along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's the zebra with an I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.